Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. We're here. It is the end of November. It's uh, November 30th, and so this means it is... Uh, we're, we're coming in close to the end of uh, World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors. We're a bit behind because of the holidays and also just kind of uh, lagging behind a bit here. But we are back with another Best of the Super Juniors review show. So this is going to be covering nights four, five, and six of the tournament. So three nights of action. We're going to go through it all. Um, and we'll talk about it, give us our thoughts. Uh, we'll give you updates on our predictions, how we're doing in terms of the tournament for me, Joey, and Ryan. But... With that being said, I'm Pat. Uh, I'm Ryan. Joey is not with us for this show. He is still behind on Best of the Super Juniors nights, so he'll probably be back for a couple of reviews or whatever. But for now, just us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Plenty of content always coming out every week, uh, every couple of days, to be honest. So be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to. Google, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker. Um Plenty, plenty of options to listen to, so we appreciate it if you subscribe, leave a review if you're on Apple, also appreciate that. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find the links to those in the episode description always, so be sure to follow us over there, stay connected with us, and that's that. Uh, what else? Tuesday, so tomorrow you'll have Ryan and Angela's Impact Review, which is always out on Tuesday nights, or Wednesday mornings, depending on when I get them uploaded. And then Wednesday night, you can join me and Joey for reviewing Dynamite. And then New Japan, whenever else. So that's our schedule. Um, if you're into that, follow us, you know, stay up to date, listen to the shows. And yes, mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. everything. Pretty yeah, sure that's I, everything I have to say. I'm pretty sure as well. So I'm going to pass it over to Ryan because he has all of the matches uh, listed. I don't have them in front of me. So Ryan's going to be leading us through the podcast this time. So a change of pace, but uh, it'll, it'll be nice for me at least. Yep. So uh, over to you, buddy. Cool. Uh, so, like every, we're going to start this off with night four. Uh, we're doing four, five, and six here um, of the best of Super Juniors. Um, and like always, starting it off with Kojima pinning Gabriel Kidd in their tag team match between Kojima and Hanma versus Gabriel Kidd and Yuji Nagata. Every time, it's the lariat on Gabriel Kidd. So, there you go. If you're keeping score for that, if you you did picks at home for that. Uh, I can guarantee you that all all six nights so far, it's been Kojima pinning Gabriel Kidd. Um, after that, we got uh, starting it off, off the main show. Um, it was uh, Taiji Ishimori versus Yuya Yamura, um, and I think this go just continues on the vein of. I don't think there's anybody that is like a night off for these guys. Um, I feel like, um, like in the G one, you've got Yano and you've got um, you. You had Yano and you had uh, Yujiro, but in Best of Super Juniors, uh, there's nobody who's taking a night off. Uh, it is just everybody throwing their best at everybody, um, and Yamura. I mean, I don't think anybody. I, I should say I didn't think anybody would choose Yamura over Ishimori, but uh, there is somebody who did that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, can you please explain to us why again? 
so all the way back at the Do Japan Cup this year, uh, after the, the the time off from New Japan due to COVID, when they came back for the restart, uh, Yu Yu was put in the New Japan Cup, and for some reason I had him going to the quarterfinals against Okada. Um, don't ask me why. If you if you if for some reason you go back and scroll through the podcast feed, it, this was like over 50 episodes ago at this point. Um, and you go find, it's a solo show I did with my predictions for the new Japan cup. You can hear me on the podcast, talk myself into choosing you, you, you more, because I made my predictions live on the podcast. I didn't do it prior. I didn't write it down. I just went through the, the bracket and I was doing this. And for some reason I like hesitated both times I picked him to win. But for some reason, I chose him to win two matches, one of which was over Taiji Ishimori. And so I saw him facing him again in this tournament, and I figured, hey, you know what? Let's double down. He can't lose to him twice. I mean, he can, but <laughs> why not? I'll stick with him. He's my boy. So I chose you, Yamura. And if you go back and listen to our, uh, our podcast for this, I also did not sound very confident in that. And I said that I'm just going to stick with uh, choosing you, Yamura, anytime he faces Taiji Ishimori over his career. So uh, that's my explanation as to why I chose Yamura in this match. But not a uh, not a sound pick. It was more of choosing with my heart than my head. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I will I, say, I will say real quick. Yu Yamura uh, has continued to impress me this year. Um, him and Gabe Kidd are the two young lion standouts for me personally. I like Suji as well, but I think those two are the two that scream star potential to me. And his performance in this tournament, um, namely, I would say here and his match with Desperado earlier in the tournament, are the two places that he stuck out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say that. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think Yamura and Kid are um, definitely two to watch out for. I could give two shits about Suji. I do not care for him. Uh, I don't like his look. I don't think he does anything special in the ring. Um, he's just a guy. Like Gabe Kid and Yamura, like they have like fiery sides to them. Uh, Suji just exists and occasionally will sh- like do weird things with his hair. Um, so I don't care about him. Uh, I'll never care about Yoda Suji. Um, and that's my hot take for the day. Um, but uh, Yu Gamora, I, I, I originally, like I've, I've said it over and over and over again, that I think Gabe Kidd uh, is the better of the three. Um, but after this tournament, I totally understand why they put Yamura in here instead of Gabe Kid, uh, because Yamura just like he has chemistry with literally everyone, and I'm not saying Gabe Kid doesn't. Um, we just don't see it because he's not in this situation. Um, but Yamura and Ishimori had fantastic chemistry, I thought, through this match, um, and there were points in this match that. Um, Myself and Pat both thought that Yamura could pull it off. Um, and then towards the end, Pat gave up on Yamura. I did. I was, and I was like, Pat, the, the, the match isn't over. Like, no, no finishers have been hit. And he, he did not care. He had given up on his boy. Uh, and Yamura would lose. Uh, according to New Japan's website, in... 10 minutes and 36 seconds to what they're calling the bone lock instead of the yes lock. Okay. I like that name better. Yeah, I think it sounds good. Makes sense. You know, he is the bone soldier. Yeah. Um, and it's better than just 
you know, the S lock. I mean, commentary still calls the S lock, but maybe one day they'll change it. Um, because English commentary still refers to, uh, sometimes we'll refer to the next person's finishing move as something that is more American or more English oriented. Uh, and that is Bushi versus Robbie Eagles and Bushi's finisher, the MX, which is like a code, a jumping code breaker from the top rope. Uh, but occasionally Kevin Kelly calls it just the code breaker. Um, and yeah, and this, this, I think, again, I, I, could care less about Bushi before this tournament. I think Bushi has been somebody to, who's had some standout performances as well. Uh, and Robbie Eagles, I think, is e- easily either number one or two on my top performers list for this tournament as of right now. So this was a abs- this was a really good match as well. Um, Pat, yeah. Any, any thoughts um, about this? Again, I, I've said it to you, Joey, and Rob as well, as well since we spoke to Rob last night for the first time in a little bit. But uh, Robbie Eagles has been my MVP of this tournament. Um, Bushi is a guy. Uh, he's good. Um, and I think he's honestly pretty underrated, but he's still just he, – he, I, I don't know if he's ever going to get a big push or anything. He's just always going to – at least in my eyes, he's always just going to be a guy in the division. And that's fine. Everybody, everybody doesn't have to be champion. Everybody doesn't have to be a top star. You kind of need some middle ground people, and that's kind of the the role Bushi fits. He's not like a jobber. Sometimes he does get wins. Um, and I thought his performance here was good, but Eagles is still the standout guy for me. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say besides Robbie Eagles, great stuff. Love the dude, and uh, I'm I'm here for a uh, Robbie Eagles. Uh, junior title run whenever it happens. Uh, yeah, um, I I would concur with you uh, that I think that uh, for the longest time I've thought Bushi was just an individual. Uh, I didn't think that like much of him. Um, I've I've said it numerous times on this podcast that Bushi to me was like a fall guy for Lij in tag matches. Um. And I mean, I I still think that's basically the case, uh, especially now that you know there's only what five of them. Uh, I mean, not saying that evil was somebody that took pins, but um, hey, I feel he, like he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like Bushi is like he's definitely like he he's not the best junior on the in their in their faction. That's Hiromu. Uh, He's not the best at like anything in their group, um, but I, I I think that, that he does have these standout moments in uh, in certain matches that he just goes all out, and uh, I think that in this tournament he's had some really good matches, um, and uh, Bushi ended up picking up what I thought was a little bit of a surprising victory, uh, beating Robbie Eagles, especially how. After like today, like when we looked at the standings, like considering how well we like Robbie Eagles has looked, I couldn't imagine his how many points he's actually had in this tournament. I felt like he lot he won a lot more than he has. Um, yeah, you're not wrong for sure. It's um. 
it's, it is interesting his his booking in the tournament, but um, you know, it is his return. And uh, did any of us have him going to the finals? No. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, at least we didn't do that. We didn't go all in on him. But yeah. Yeah. No. Him our, more. Yeah. Our finals predictions are me and you both have uh, show versus Hiromu. Uh, and Joey has Hiromu versus Desperado. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, yeah, nobody went all in on the on the Robbie train. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I did expect him to win more, but uh, his performances are still shining for me, so I'm not really worried. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that it's interesting that he's he is like super babyface right now in this tournament. Like everybody loves Robbie Eagles. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I feel like if it is that he is going to join Osprey in Empire, I don't see it. I I feel like he's too over as a babyface right now. Um, that they wouldn't like just be like, oh, well, he's best friends with Will, so let's just move him over. Um, I feel like that that they are going to have to get a junior in that group if they're going to be an actual faction, not just Okan, uh, Cobb, and Osprey. Agreed. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to need a, a, a junior. I don't know if it's Eagles anymore. I, I think that you could pull somebody else in there. Um, I don't know who. Yeah, I, I, if, if they're putting somebody else, I would assume it's somebody not from New Japan. It'd be a new person that they get. Okay. Um, I don't know who, but yeah, that, that would be uh, that'd be how I would go. Yeah. Um, do you have like an idea on who you would put or no? No, no, not particularly. Okay. Um, it's kind of up in the air, I think. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I can't think of like any like junior that just screams uh, like they they'd fit in there. Um, that's a free agent or like in a company that has a working relationship. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too up to date on my uh, Japanese wrestling outside of new Japan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it doesn't have to be a Japanese person. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, hey, who knows? Maybe it could, it, it could always be, you know, somebody who uh, um, is in, uh, Super J Cup. Eh, I, I don't know. I don't really think anybody fits the mold. I mean, I, I wouldn't say Jeff Cobb fits this mold. But... I mean, Jeff Cobb fits the heel mold. He can. He, yeah, he's a, literally like the top heel in Lucha Underground. <laughs> I, I never watched Lucha Underground, other than like a little bit of the first season. So, uh, anyway, uh, moving on, um, we've got Hiromu versus Doki. And we all thought Hiromu was going to win this, and Hiromu does win this with the time bomb. But in 16 minutes, 33 seconds, um, and these guys had incredible chemistry. I think this is up there for my match of the tournament. Um, these guys just wanted to kill each other, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, Doki hit his big, um, I don't even know, like cannonball senton off the, uh, off the top turnbuckle to the outside floor, and for some reason Hiromu said, hey... 
uh, let me just land directly on the concrete here while I take this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was scary. Cool move. Um, but no idea why Hiromu went for the concrete instead of the pads that he was already standing on. So scary spot, but looked cool. And I'm assuming he's okay since he's continued wrestling and the, you know, uh, but I don't know if it was he worth doesn't the risk. Look, yeah. Uh, especially with somebody who, you know, had, neck, has, yeah, had, had a broken neck. Yeah. So, um, also, I, I thought that this was interesting uh, commentary because uh, we were listening to English commentary. Uh, Kevin Kelly pointed out that uh, uh, he's that uh, Hiromu actually didn't. He said that Hiromu did not actually have surgery on his broken neck to fix it. Like he went all natural for it, which is why it took so long for it to heal. Um, which I think that's crazy. Um, because you know it's. 21st century and I would always choose surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I'd choose surgery over, you know, being natural, going natural, but, uh, Hey, whatever fits your boat. He's, he's healthy now. Um, cause he originally said that he did have surgery. He was like the only junior in this tournament that's had successful neck surgery. And then he like later on in the match was like, I have to correct myself. He didn't actually have surgery. And I was like, Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but that, that would explain why it, he was like gone for like basically two years. Um, when, yeah, I feel like most people with injured, like broken necks, like in contact sports, like if they're going to come back at all, they come back like a year or maybe a few months after a year. Um, but, that makes more sense now. Um, but these guys were just insane. Um, apparently, they have history from when Hiromu was in CMLL and Doki was in CMLL, um, which, again, makes sense why they have chemistry. Um, apparently, Doki and him haven't gotten along since then, according to commentary, uh, talked about how uh, Hiromu was uh, known for taking – or. Uh, taking some of Doki's offense and using it for himself, um, which supposedly started bad blood between them. I don't know if that's just uh, just them trying to create a story or what, but uh, yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, and again, Doki uh, has another outstanding performance in this tournament because it's Doki, and that's what he does in this tournament, and he doesn't get rewarded for it. Uh, yeah. Um, that being said, Doki is putting on some great performances this tournament. Um, he's not again. He's not my MVP for. Um, he's not my MVP for the tournament. The Robbie Eagles, but I definitely think uh, Doki's having a similar best of the super juniors to how Yoshihashi had the standout G1 performance as being the person that I feel like going into the tournament, most people just didn't care about. And he's coming out and showing that he's actually one of the, um, he's one of them. I, I would say he's one of the more unique people in the division. I want to say he was one of the best juniors because the junior division does have some really good names in there, but he's, he's definitely has a very unique look style and move set. Um, and he's enjoyable to watch. I haven't, all of Doki's matches this tournament have been pretty fun. So, um, yeah, but I'm sure one day he'll get a win in this tournament. Who knows? Maybe, may, dude, if he loses to Yamura and he goes winless, I'm, I might cry. 
Yeah, um, I was going to say, as somebody who's been a big Doki fan, it started off as a joke, and then I've actually grown to actually thoroughly enjoy this man uh, as a wrestler. Um, If he goes and loses every match in this tournament, I I have no idea what they're planning for him in New Japan. Um, Like, considering this would be, like, back-to-back best of super juniors where he's gone either one win or no wins. That's just wild to me. I believe last year, his only win was against Ren Narita. So my hero who was a junior as well. So I think um, you meant young. Or, yeah. A young line as well. Obviously he's a junior. Um, but yeah. Um, would this, how, how would you rank this match, Pat? Would you say this was, uh, this was my match of the night, at least. But uh, what was the uh, what was the main event of this show? Uh, Wado versus Desperado. Uh, yeah, this was my match of the night. It's not my match of the tournament, um, but this is this is up there. This was really good stuff. Again, very fast paced, very aggressive, and also very dangerous at times. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up was uh, Taguchi versus Show, and commentary point out that. Uh, Show was 0 and 7 going into this match against Taguchi one on one. Yeah, what a record. <laughs> um, he was 0 and 5 against him as a young lion, and then 0 and 2 against him since he's become or came back and not been a young lion. Um, wild stuff. Um, this is a really good match as well. I thought, um, there's good storytelling. Uh, Gucci uh, and I, I, I show I, I still think is one of the best juniors in the division um, and it feels weird saying that he, uh, I, I hope that him and yo like I, something needs to happen with them because show is so much better than just a tag team wrestler. And the junior tag belts are basically a joke. Um, but uh, show versus Gucci, I thought this was great. Um, wasn't as great as Hiromu versus uh, Dogi, but I thought this was a really enjoyable match. Yeah, um, I would agree. Um, Taguchi's always entertaining at the very least, and show has had a pretty incredible 2020. He's really stepped up to the bat with COVID and then with Yo getting injured. And he's another person who's had a really good tournament and has yeah, – Show would probably be my – yeah, I think Show would probably be the my second choice for MVP because all of his matches I've really loved. And, um, yeah, obviously going into this, being 0-7 against Taguchi is quite a uh, quite a, a record to have. But, um, you know, I, I, I guess it makes sense. I didn't know that him and Taguchi faced off five times in singles competition while he was a young lion, but oh well, uh, you know, that, I guess that's just how it'd be. But yeah, um, I thought the match was good. Not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but still enjoyable. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, we had Master Wado versus El Desperado. It is Master Wado's first ever main event. That is true. Um, that is true. Congratulations to Wado. Yeah. Um, and Master Wado, I, I would say that uh, I don't know if this deserved the main event spot. <laughs> um, 
No, I understand pro- there was actually. Not. I understand there was actual story here because Wada's been feuding with uh, Suzuki Goon Jr. since he's returned from Excursion. Yeah, that is true. I didn't even realize that. He feuded with Doki, then Katamara, when now uh, Desperado. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I understand that, but at the same time, I feel like Hiromu and Doki should have made that this. Um. Yeah. I mean, I still or, like this match. This or was... you could have had Taguchi and show because, like, there was again. I feel like that's better storytelling than just hey, you feuded with Doki and Kanemaru. Let's just this. this I is, think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still really like this match, and I was fine with it in the main event, and I was happy to see Wado get that spot uh, at least once yeah. in the tournament. Um. Although I do think he has another main event. I think him and Ishimori might be main eventing as well. When Maybe they, I'm not a hundred percent. It's they either have the semi main event or main event, um, but yeah, I mean, I was fine with this. I thought Wado continues to grow as a performer, and the crowd seems to get behind him as goofy as he may be. And Desperado really can never do wrong. And uh, I really just I've been enjoying Desperado's um, his persona this entire tournament of kind of just like being very like nonchalant during the opening like parts of his matches and then having to get serious thought it was really on display here. It was the, this and Yamura, the two matches it was really on display. Yeah. Um, and this was him just mainly calling like, like he was treating Wado like he was a joke, which to be fair, Wado looks like a joke and um, it forced uh, Wado took him to the limit and forced him to get serious, but Wado ended up picking up the win. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to say, I, I, I thinking about that, uh, yeah, um, the seriousness, uh, he, Despy definitely is more of a laid-back performer. Um, he doesn't seem to take many challenges seriously. Um, and I don't know if that's just because he's one of the older uh, uh, guys in the division, um, which I think is weird because I didn't know he existed the longest time like i just like just because he like the only shows that i watched were like the big uh like wrestle kingdom and dominion over the last few years uh and if i didn't see him on the card it was because i felt like it wasn't a big deal um but i feel like uh he he's been somebody who's also showed out like him versus um shingo this year was really good um, and as you said, him versus Yamura was really good. And him versus Doki uh, in night six was also a fantastic match. Um, so Doki knows when to turn it on when he does. and Or not Doki, Desperado uh, knows when to turn it on when he can. And I think that um, just thinking about it now, like I guess if you're giving everybody a chance to main event, that's not a young lion. Uh, this this made sense for Wado to have that main event. Yeah, and again, I thought these guys delivered. Again, not match of the night for me. I still think Kuromu and Doki was, but in yeah. terms of main event-wise, I thought, uh, and for how young and inexperienced Wado is, I did think that they delivered. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, with that said, uh, Wado does win with the jackknife hold, um, and... If I can pull up our results, uh, that would give 
Um, Pat went three for five uh, with his losses being Desperado and Kill Me. Um, I went three for five uh, as I had Eagles beating uh, Bushi and Pat and Joey both had Bushi beating Eagles. Uh, and I also had Desperado winning. Uh, and Joey went four and one uh, with his only loss being Desperado. Um, overall, this ma- this night gets a thumbs up. I feel like we're gonna say that for every show. Yeah, every I'm night. just I'm just gonna I'm so, just gonna jump yeah. in and say thumbs up for all these shows. They've all been really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, next up is night five, and night five would start us off with um, again. Kojima hitting a lariat on Gabriel Kidd. Uh, after that, uh, we get Yuji Yomura versus Hiromu Takahashi. Um, and this was a good match. This was a good storytelling match. I thought Hiromu did not take Yomura seriously for opening par- parts of this match. And even towards the end, I thought like he knew that he was better and he did not care uh, uh, about Yomura. He kept on trying to do basic holds like the Boston Crab and... Uh, I believe at points he went with the arm bar thing that uh, Yamora does, uh, but he does it. He did la- his like own lackadaisical pace, which allowed Yamora to get out of it and counter. Um, and uh, I didn't think this was the best Yamora match. Uh, it wasn't the best Hiromu match either, um, but it was a good match nonetheless. Um, it's interesting to see uh, these guys go. Um, and I don't think it was in question that Hiromu was winning this match. Um, there were several times where I got a little worried that Yamura was going to uh, pick up a win here, but um, at the end of the day, Hiromu did did uh, did did pick up the win. And like Ryan said, it was more or less another case of people not taking him seriously. And Hiromu kind of laid in the uh, humiliation at the end by putting um, Yamura in the Boston Crab to finish him. Yeah, um, and having him tap out. So, uh, but yeah, a solid opener. Yeah. Um, after this, we've got Master Wado versus Doki and uh, Pat. Uh, you you doubted. Uh, uh, you you went uh, and you chose Doki in this match. And yeah, I was. I'll, I'll talk about this. Yeah. Um, I'd chosen Doki pretty confidently. You know, he had lost to Wado earlier this year, and I was pretty sure that we were going to get the uh, Doki was going to get his win back. You know, it seemed like throughout this year they it wasn't like Doki was getting major wins. Um, I mean, he did get that one big win um, at the what was it the G one finals. Um. In the, the the tag match where that set up the six man match, um, I don't remember. I think it was the G one final. I think it was G one final. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, hey, maybe they'll let him beat Watto here, and we'll be good. I'm learning that New Japan tournaments just are not my strong suit for predictions. Um, and I was wrong, and uh, it sucks, but I was wrong. Doki Watto, good match. But Doki and Gato fucked on me. And uh, at this point, uh, after this show, I officially did concede this tournament and gave up. Uh, I do not see myself coming back in the predictions. It is possible. I'm not mathematically eliminated yet. Uh, but I, uh, I did officially concede. And uh, so I, I still am the champion. But for the time being, 
I, I am not very confident I will be retaining this title past December 11th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Pat basically needs to win out uh, all the different uh, the differences that me and him have, um, and Joe, him and Joey have, um, and he needs to have. Uh, if he doesn't have that happen uh, for like two of them, he at least needs Hiromu to make the final and win the final uh if all else fails um so he's definitely not out of it because i think hiromu is still a odds-on favorite to win this um and definitely make the final um but yeah uh another tournament where pat brings the title into uh the prize purse and possibly losing it Let's just not talk about it. Sorry, bud. Um, after this, we had Taguchi versus Bushi. Um, I don't remember much about this mask, uh, match other than the fact that Taguchi kept on pulling down his pants. And then at uh, one point, Bushi decided to pull down Taguchi's pants even further. Um, and Gino Gambino was very confused on why Bushi would do that. Um. So, uh, Bushi picked up the win and wasn't very a very memorable match of this tournament. No, um, the, not at all. I don't really have anything to say on it. Yeah. Um, after this, we had Robbie Eagles versus Taiji Ishimori, which is the opposite of that. This was a very memorable match. This was a very good match. Um, Pat, you want to talk, start us off about this match? Sure. Why not? Um, again, Robbie Eagles... MVP of the tournament. You know how I feel. This man's performances the entire time. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, he, this, uh, the turbo backpack that he's been using this tournament has easily become one of my favorite moves. Yes, it's kind of a convoluted move, but it looks pretty cool. Uh, the best version we got this entire tournament didn't come till the next day, which we'll get to. But big fan of the turbo backpack. I think it's pretty just a an interesting fun explosive move that stands out. I don't think anybody else has a move like it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can just gush about Robbie Eagles for the, uh, the entirety of this podcast. If I'm being honest. That's fair. Um, I mean, I agree. I think the turbo backpack, it one, it, it sound, it's a cool sounding name. Um, and two, it's a cool sounding move. And like, it's better than like some moves that like they sound cool but they're not devastating or they're devastating but they have really stupid names. Um, so yeah, it's cool to uh, to have a really good move like this. Um, also, um, this was one of the longer matches that wasn't a main event. Um, I think these guys they again this this had some story behind it as well. Uh, as Ishimori and uh, Eagles were partners in Bullet Club. Uh, they were a tag team. Um, and then Eagles uh, left Ishimori and Bullet Club because, uh, according to the commentary, he was tired of uh, cheating to win with um, ELP coming in and getting involved in a lot of their matches, uh, as they said. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I once they started saying that, I was like, "Oh, well, 
Eagles is going to have to get this dub because uh, he's going to have to get that that win against the his old teammate. Uh, they point out that he has never beaten Taiji Ishimori one-on-one, and uh, that continued uh, because Taiji Ishimori wins with the bloody cross. Um, but this was another fantastic match. Yeah, um, again, this is there's a reason I keep saying that Eagles is um, MVP of the tournament, and it's because none of his matches, I feel like, have even really been just good. They've all been above average. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and after this, we had our main event. It is Show versus El Desperado. Uh, and like most nights... Uh, of this tournament, Desperado goes and starts fucking on our our picks. Yeah, I would like to say this was my match of the night. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I kind of expected this going into this night with the lineup we had. Um, but yeah, this was this was outstanding from top to bottom. Uh, show great performance here, and Desperado also fantastic performance here. Uh, I know, Ryan, that you finally got to see Desperado's uh, non-stretch muffler finisher. Yes. Um, he did hit it, so you can now see. I don't remember what the name is, um, but you did get to see it since you had been asking about it, and I failed to ever tell you what it was or describe it. Um, no, but- so I had seen it before because I'm pretty sure he had hit it. Um, like in He's definitely the- hit it from when you've watched it before, but you probably just didn't yeah. remember it. Yeah, Um they have it listed as the Pinche Loco. Okay. Um, but I feel like that's not what commentary called it. Um, but this was a very, very uh, good match. Um, and it makes sense because these are two of the best wrestlers uh, in the junior division. Uh, show, outstanding, desperado, while... Uh, He's might not be everybody's cup of tea. I think that this year has been a very good year for him as well. Um, and yeah, um, El Desperado picks up the win. Uh, and yeah, I, it, based off of this match, like you couldn't, I wouldn't have been mad either way with who won. No. Um, obviously, it did mess with our predictions since we all had show, right? Or at least you mm-hmm. and me had show? Okay. Nope, we all had show. Um, but yeah, I wasn't mad about seeing Desperado win, and it was nice to see him break out the whatever you said it was, um, rather than just using the stress muffler, which to be fair is a really cool submission move, but um, obviously this was kind of a secret weapon here and allowed him to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. Um, since I, I don't, he hasn't gone, I don't know if he's gone for it, but he hasn't hit it all tournament. Um, so no. Um, but yeah, cool to see Desperado get the win in the main event and really good match from both guys. Yep. Uh, so with that, uh, this is where the pulling away came from. Uh, I went four for one, uh, uh, four and one. Uh, my only loss being show, uh, losing to Desperado. Uh, while Pat and Joey both went one and four. Dude, fucking uh, With their only me. win being Hiromu. <laughs> Yeah, beating This, like I said, this tournament um, is proving that New Japan tournaments are not for me in predictions. But after I did lead the G1 predictions we did for 11 days of that tournament and then lost the lead and never came back, 
Um, goddamn travesty. Yeah. Um, I'm. I have tried not to talk about my my lead too much. Um, and but I have held it the entire time so far. It's not going to be as impressive as eleven days, but because the tournament's not eleven days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll take it how I can. Uh, and finally, that brings us to uh, night six, uh, which just happened on Sunday, um, the 29th. And uh, Pat, do you want to know how this uh, match, how this night started? Let me guess. Did it involve Kojima hitting Gabriel Kidd with a lariat? That would be the exact situation. Um and that's how, how they, they started off the night. Um, after this, we get into our first match is Taguchi versus Yu Yamura. Uh, I said as this match started that uh, if Yamura was going to win a match this tournament, it was going to be uh, this one solely because uh, Taguchi beat one of the only things I know about Taguchi as a young lion was that he beat Jushin Thunder Liger as a young lion. Um, well, as Taguchi was a young lion, and Jushin was Jushin. Um, so I was like, oh, this could be good storytelling. Uh, this was a match that existed. Um, it had its good moments, but nothing outstanding in it. Um, I'm glad that I... I <laughs> <laughs> I now know what uh, Taguchi's ankle lock is called. Oh, what is it? Oh my and Gar Gar ankle. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's what he finished it off with was the oh my and Gar ankle. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, Taguchi went over to Yamura and talked to him and like kind of pumped him up and Yamora smiled. Uh, and yeah. After this um, was Desperado versus Doki. And this was a great match as well. Agreed. Because uh, these guys have great chemistry. It's interesting. You don't get to see these guys face off a lot because they are uh, both part of Suzuki Yoon. Um, this was the only match I got wrong tonight um or for this this uh night um and yeah uh this was just a really really good match um again desperado started off with like not caring about this match being very nonchalant and then doki like i think it was more like like desperado was just assuming it was just gonna be you know two stable mates going at it cleanly uh doki was not having that doki was gonna be as dirty as possible um, and then that made Desperado try to go dirty as well. Um, so it was, it was cool seeing two heels trying to out heal themselves, uh, and just try to beat the crap out of their partners, which I thought was really good. Um, Desperado would pick up the win and then let out like a primal screech after winning. Um, which I thought was really interesting because he doesn't normally show much emotion, but he showed a lot in this match. Yeah. Um, Again, I thought this was another really solid performance from both guys. Um, We did get to see a much safer version of the uh, cannonball senton that Doki hit on Hiromu um, prior to this. 
and Desperado did land on the mats rather than landing directly on the concrete. So that was nice to see that he at least uh, took, you know, safety concern for his well-being. Um, but yeah, really fun stuff. And um, again, Doki really is shining this tournament as somebody who I didn't care about going into this year and even this tournament. And very similar to Yoshihashi in the G1. And now I'm actually starting to become a pretty big fan of Doki. I think the guy has a lot to offer and is something very different for the New Japan uh, junior division. Yeah. Um, I think Even if he doesn't the, win. The, yeah. I was going to say, that I think this is the situation. Like It's kind of like a reverse Sonata where Sonata is gifted everything. And I think it's to try to hope that he will one day sign a contract with New Japan. Uh, but he he just won't win the big one. Uh, Doki is also a freelancer, and instead of trying to convince him to sign, they're trying to convince him to leave uh, because they just do not want to give this man a win. <laughs> um, the crowd yeah. is really behind him at, I, I, throughout this match. Yeah, I would like to say um, completely off topic. Well, not really. It's still the match, but the uh, stretch muffler that um, Desperado had him in um, – Really great stuff. I'm, I'm really becoming a fan of Desperado yes. Stretch Muffler and like him sitting in like all the different positions with it and really just like stretching out um, Doki. Uh, great stuff. I thought I thought it looked very nice. Hey, man, I've been a big fan of the Stretch Muffler ever since I learned that Brock Lesnar did it as the Brock Lock. Um, but then he never actually did it because he's Brock Lesnar and he doesn't do cool moves. Um, but um yeah i just think it's a very devastating move and desperado like really makes it look painful on people uh and throughout this match he was doing it in different ways like he had it where he's just stretching out the one leg to finish this match he was stretching out both legs in opposite directions as well as like smashing his face against uh, uh doki's face against the ground and contorting it um which is why Doki had to tap. Uh, well, he didn't tap. He had to like actually call out for it because his arms were in all sorts of predicaments. Um, and like I said, Desperado, very happy to get this win. Uh, Doki deserves better. I tweeted it out right after I watched this match uh, <laughs> that Doki deserves better. My hero. Um, uh, and I will stick with it. Doki deserves the goddamn one. I didn't even see you tweeted this, but I just retweeted it on our uh, on our Twitter. Yeah. Um, so even just remember, follow us on Twitter if you don't at Deep yeah. Wrestling. Yep. Without the G. Um. After this, we got Master Wado versus Show, and this was a, a match I, I could care less about. This one, honestly. This was I much quicker that... than I thought it was going to be. I feel like this was like over before it ever really got started. Yeah, uh, so it's interesting because um, this was actually, uh, I mean, it wasn't Eagles and Hiromu Long. It wasn't um, uh, Bushi and Taiji Long, but it was over 12. It was almost 13 minutes. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I thought it started off very slow and then decided to pick up near the end and then just ended. Um. Yeah, again, it kind of just, um, like I said, it, it ended before it ever really got started for me. Um, 
I think this is it's probably both guys' weakest match of the tournament. It wasn't like bad. It was just like it, it existed. Like the ring work was good and everything, but I, I never really got into it. Yeah. Um, I, I tuned out at certain points of this match. Um, it just wasn't for me. Um, and I'm I'm kind of glad this was right in the middle because, like, if this was later on in the, the show, it might have just drained me from the show. But it didn't, and because uh, the last two matches were fucking phenomenal. Uh, next up was Bushi versus Taiji Ishimori, and I thought, like I said, I thought this match was great. Um, this was another showing of Bushi just knowing when to turn it on uh, and trying to show that he's not just the fall guy in LIJ. I think my most um, disappointing part about this match is that Bushi, uh, Bushi did not win. Yeah. I, um, I really thought at points here that Bushi, once uh, once Ishimori hit the bloody cross and didn't cover Bushi, I was like, oh shit, Bushi's going to be the one to knock off uh, Ishimori. I mean, obviously he's already lost on the first night of the tournament, but giving him a second yeah. loss would be a pretty, pretty big deal for Bushi. So. Yeah. Um, especially with how the standings are. Yeah, exactly. In this, um, yeah, that that would be a, a big situation for Bushi, a big knockout knockout win here. Um, he sold the bloody cross like he fucking died. Uh, but Taiji just could not, um, could not finish this off. Um, but then ended up coming back a little bit later and he, uh, getting the bone lock locked in and forcing the tap out. Uh, I thought this was a good. This was a great match. Uh, another really strong Bougie showing, and another really strong Taiji Ishimori showing because Taiji Ishimori is great. Uh, yeah, I feel like people don't really respect Taiji Ishimori that much. Um, I feel like people don't give him the credit he deserves. He's had a pretty good year, in my opinion. Um, he's had some good tournament matches, and he also had the really good match with uh, Hiromu at Summer Struggle at Jingu. Um, so you know. Uh, he's not my favorite yeah. by any means, and he's not even my favorite junior from Bullet Club. That would obviously go to El Phantasmo, but I still like Ishimori. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I forget what night it was of this uh, tournament, but Gino pointed out that uh, I believe he said that Ishimori has the best win-loss ratio of 2020 among any competitor. Um, interesting. Which I think is very interesting because, like, it's not like he's just came back or anything. Like, yeah, he wasn't in the G1, but he was in the New Japan Cup. He looked really strong in that. Um, he was... He was around he, all summer and everything, and he's been yeah. in a bunch of, like, the the tours, so it's not yeah. like he hasn't been around wrestling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, I think that's very interesting that... Uh, I mean, I it could have just been Gino being Gino, um, but I don't think you just make up a stat like that. That's a weird stat to make up. Agreed. Um, uh, but yeah, he did. Uh, unfortunately, Bushi did not win, and he fell to what was the name of the uh, the move? The Bone Lock. The Bone Lock. So not the Brock Lock, the Bone Lock. Yeah. So much better than just calling it the S Lock. Yeah, I'm, it's it's nice. Um. And after this was Robbie Eagles versus Hermu Takahashi in what I believe is the longest match of this tournament. How long was uh, this? 
26 minutes, one second. Okay. Yeah. Cause I heard the time calls and I could, I, th- for once I actually couldn't understand the time calls. Um, yeah. I didn't understand. And I wasn't sure how long it was. And so, um, yeah, okay. I knew it was long. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how long it was. I thought it was like just over 20. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, uh, this would also, this is up there for match of the tournament for me personally. Um, as expected from Hiromu, great and Eagles MVP. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, again, this was it, it still was a junior match, but it felt more like an epic junior match with again the length of being almost 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, Eagles will, I'm already awarding Eagles the MVP of this tournament. I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, and Hiromu, I still expect to win the tournament. Uh, I, Obviously, I could be wrong since, you know, I've been wrong about the rest of this tournament, but I still do expect Hiromu to win this and get a junior title shot at Wrestle Kingdom for one of the nights. We'll see if I'm right. Um, I just I just feel like they kind of need Hiromu in a big match, and that would make the most sense to give him a junior title shot. I don't know if he wins the title, but we'll see. Um, getting sidetracked, but match was fantastic. Uh, these two had, again, one of the best matches of the tournament, if not the best and this, by all means, deserved the main event spot. Yeah, um, I agree. This is on the short list for best matches of this tournament. Um, I think that while I do think that um, Hiromu in, in need, should have a big match at uh, what you call at uh, the show of the uh, Wrestle Kingdoms. The show of um, the Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm calling it. Um, I think he deserves a bit, a bit of a bigger show than the junior match. Uh, I think he's going to get a never open weight title. Match. Oh, okay, interesting. I don't, I don't see that happening, but I guess it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't think it. Like I, I think there's a lot just because like there's. Still, I feel like a lot of people that could have it, uh, with because uh, Shingo still has it. I think uh, Shingo is going to put it up on both nights, and I think he's going to put it up against somebody who beats him on night one, and then he's going to, uh, out of respect, give Hiromu a shot. And I think Hiromu wins it off him. Yeah, I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. Um, it's it's entirely possible. Yeah, I think that was just because, like, they. I know it's weird, but. Uh, because they just had Shingo they, on commentary. Yep. Uh, was. I, I felt like they. Like, I, I didn't understand what was said. Um, but. Um, so I, maybe he said something during the match and was like, oh, I'm actually not going to defend the number title at any of the nights. I, I didn't. <laughs> <He's just, laughs> I'm going superhero. No, no, he's just like, uh, nobody in. And New Japan deserves a title shot. Gotcha. <laughs> My title. Um, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be a, a fantastic... That would easily be a possible uh, possibility of match of Wrestle Kingdom if that happened. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that. I still don't see it happening, but, yeah, if it were to happen, that would easily be a Hashtag book it. Okay. <laughs> book book me Hiromu versus Shingo for night two. All right, give us the uh give us the results and everything. Yep. 
so Pat and Joey both went perfect five for five uh, for night six. I went four for five with my only loss being Doki. You mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that takes us to night seven, which will be on December 2nd, which is Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, and that card is. Let me pull it up on my phone because I already had it up. Just on a different thing. Uh, it is uh, Yu Yamora versus Doki. Uh, Taguchi versus Robbie Eagles. Uh, Master Wado versus Bushi. Uh, Taiji Ishimori versus Desperado. And Sho versus Hiromu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and just to run down. Uh, Mid run down the, uh, our points and then the points for uh, Wrestle Kingdom or not for Best of Super Juniors. Um, so as of right now, uh, I am in first place with 23 points, Joey is in second with 20 points, Pat is in third with 18 points. Like um, I said, I've conceded, yeah. Um, again, it's one point for a win. Three points for finals. Uh, yeah, the finals and five points for the winner. Uh, and in the Russell or the Best of Super Juniors uh, standings, it is Hiromu Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori both with 10 points, one loss apiece. Uh, followed by Master Wado, El Desperado, and Sho, all with eight points, two losses each. Uh, then it is Bushi and Taguchi with six points, uh, three wins, three losses. Robbie Eagles with four points, two wins, uh, and four losses. Uh, and he is eliminated as well as the final two people, Doki and Yuji Yamura, who both have no wins. Um, so three people eliminated, everybody else still on the playing field. Um, yeah, um, and if we want to just talk about, uh, do you want to just say the standings for World Tag League while we're at it? If you have them up, sure. Yeah, I've got it. Um, if it would, you know, load up the screen. Um, yeah. Uh, so World Tag League, uh, has two nights left of it uh, because today they had a show. Um, first place is Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano. Um, Shingo Takage, they have 10 points. Shingo and Sonata have eight points, as well as Taichi and Saber, Goto and Yoshihashi, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. The Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, and Juice Robinson and David Finley. And then sixth place, or with six points is Evil and Yujiro Takahashi who will basically have to win out and hope there's some losses above them to stay in it because they do have tiebreakers so they're not officially eliminated. Uh, but the two teams that are eliminated officially are Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens with four points and Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hanare with two points. 
Yeah, uh, we haven't watched World Tag League, so that's why we're nope. not giving our thoughts on it. But that's the, that's the results. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this podcast. We thank you for joining us for this past hour. If you've made it through the entire thing, if you have, be sure to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Helps us out. We appreciate it. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find the links to those in the episode description. Come back tomorrow for Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour, where they review Impact every Tuesday, and then join me and Joey on Wednesday for Dynamite. We still don't have a name for that show. Eventually, we'll get one. Who knows? Um, and then you can join us for the rest of the Best of the Super Juniors reviews when those shows come out. We're doing two apiece, pretty much, besides this one, which was three. And then we'll also have a review for the finals, as well as Super J Cup on December 12th, which is when that is. And then we also have our best of worst of 2020 show, which is us doing our year end awards, which is going to be the best of and worst of for wrestling in 2020. That'll be coming out at the end of the, um, the end of December or beginning of January. We'll also have predictions for wrestle kingdom as well as reviews for both nights. So lots of stuff coming up at the end of the year. So plenty of stuff coming on the podcast, which is why you subs- uh, should subscribe and also why you should follow us on Twitter. So you can stay up to date on all of that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty sure we've got like a majority of the uh, deep six coming for that show that the end of the year podcast. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. We might have all of us. Who knows? We'll see. That would be a miracle. If we got all of that us. would be a miracle. It'd also be a mess because that would be lots of awards for seven people. Um, uh, yeah. And you know, the, the good thing is uh, there'd be a lot of differences. That is true. Um, so yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We always appreciate the support. And listen, uh, we get also, I should say, we officially have gone up. Another country has joined the list of where we've been listened to. We have added Romania to the list. Oh, nice. So we got another place. So thank you to whoever the one listener is in Romania. Uh, We Gabe Kolda. We understand you. Um, Gabe Kolda. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next time. And yeah.